the reason why business transformation has become such a buzzword is because it's one of the most challenging things to do for companies right now because there's so many elements that goes into taking the right decisions and what decision you took yesterday might not be the right one tomorrow so having a new culture mechanism ways of viewing your business as not a static thing but as something that needs to evolve all the time that is a challenge and i think there's no one answer fits all The consumer mindset has changed, yet we intuitively know that consumers have a desire to get back to something that feels normal. That's why in this series of episodes, we're looking at the future buying journey. What does normal look like to the post-pandemic consumer? In this context, what needs to change so we're prepared for our new customer journey? And what must we do to be ready for the next growth cycle? I'm Tizzy Philp, and I'll be speaking to a whole host of guests from the Valtec Future Studio team to talk through their insights, impressions, and reactions to this new era of customer experiences. We'll be talking connected experiences, the concept of the dynamic store, whether there's actually some pleasure in the friction we're all trying so hard to remove, and the need to mimic physical interactions in a believable way, as well as so much more. So let's get started. So on today's podcast, we're talking to Tina Dejan. And Tina, maybe you want to introduce yourself rather than me trying to set the scene. Who are you? You're busy and thank you. At Valtech, my role is the strategy director heading of the transformation consulting team that we have mainly in Denmark. And I'm also co-directing quite a new initiative from from Valtech called Valtech Future Studio. And you can say... I've been working, uh, you know, in the intersection between business development and emerging technology for the past 25 years or so in various roles, uh, mainly in uh, advisory and, and leadership. And 10 of those has actually been in the corporate setting, uh, mainly in the financial sector. And the rest of them has been, you know, in digital agencies and management consulting. So for me, that has been a really, really interesting mix of putting into play in our client uh, advisories and, and relationships. Is I think there are many uh, opportunities to be explored when you have a foot in both camps, you can say, and, and, and understand what's going on in large corporate organizations, as well as actually being uh, the ones that have a focus from the outside and look outside in these corporations and can actually uh, accelerate some of the uh, things going on in a, in a corporate setting. I think working in this digital world and or on the digital arena, a few years back, I, I asked myself, why are you doing this? Because I'm, I'm not a technologist as such, and I don't really know a lot about technology. And it was quite interesting uh, or funny, you can say, a few years back, actually around the time where David Bowie died, I sort of like got the answer to why am I working on this digital arena? Why, is, why am I so attracted to it? Because, you know, Around his death, there was quite a few interviews from back then when he was alive. And one of them was an interview with BBC where he was asked sort of like, okay, you're an artist. Why are you an artist? And, and if you were not to be an artist, what, what then? And, and his reply actually pointed me in the, in the right direction here to find out why am I so attracted to this arena. And, and he said that, well, he became an artist because... Back when he was young, one of the biggest change agents in the world was actually being an artist, being a rebellion, pushing the limits of how societies and the world and, you know, can be changed. 
And he also added to that that if he were to choose now in 96, he would probably be working with this new thing called the internet because he saw that the technology was the biggest change agent of our time. And I just thought, okay, that's why I'm working within the digital arena because I want to impact that change that's happening in the world. And I think that technology is such a huge change agent. So being part of that on that arena will lead me to a way to actually impact the changes happening the most. So, so that's the reason why I'm, I'm really drawn to this uh, arena of digital. Such an interesting introduction. We're going to get on to talking about the Valtech Future Studio that you mentioned in your introduction there. But first of all, we wanted to set the scene a bit, a little around what we actually mean by transformation, because we hear it all the time, don't we? Every agency, every company is talking about business transformation, digital transformation. Can we get to the core of what that actually means? Let's get away from it as a buzzword. What does it actually mean to transform, do you think? To me, the essence of transformation, which is a really, you know, a huge buzzword of our time, for me, it, it's change. And change has always happened, right? And I think the reason why it's so much up in our time is because change or the ability to change has now become even more important. The new ingredient here is, is speed, because you need to be able to change at another speed than you have been able to change before. Another way that helps me when I talk about transformation is also viewing it with different angles. I think you could talk about change at the core, like changing the way you work, your processes, your infrastructure, uh, things like that. That's sort of like changing the core of your business uh, as it is. And then you can talk about what you call incremental change, sort of like changing or adding to, let's just say, products and services that you, you apply to uh, the world or the context that you, you drive your business in. And that's sort of like incremental change. And that's also always happened. What maybe has become even more challenging, especially for large corporate organizations, is, is what you can call radical change, where change is more focused on how do we keep ourselves relevant in a world that changes at you know, really, really fast. How do we, while doing the business that we do and being successful on that, also lift our head, look out into the horizon and see, okay, what changes is actually going to affect us? And these changes are really, you know, they're, they're huge. They're not just in your current market or your current context. It's actually also changes that happen on the outskirts of where you normally, as a business, have your reach. And that's a really, really complex thing for large organizations and also small organizations, for that matter, to grasp and take in and what decisions should we, should we make. So I think the reason why business transformation has become such a buzzword is because it's one of the most challenging things to do for companies right now, because there are so many elements that goes into taking the right decisions. And what decision you took yesterday might not be the right one tomorrow. So having a new culture, mechanism, ways of viewing your business as not a static thing, but as something that needs to evolve all the time, that is a challenge. And I think there's no one answer fits all can actually support business transformation. But of course, there are especially elements on how do you organize yourself? What kind of ability do you need? What capabilities do you need as a company in, in order to, uh, to be able to grasp and adopt to change at a new cadence with a new momentum. I think that's one of the things that for me is essential and core 
to 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 the translation as such. Do you think the terminology of business transformation or change is actually what causes some people to back off a bit or get a bit frightened by the enormity of it? Is this really less about transformation and change and more about improvement and evolution, as you say? Would that rhetoric perhaps make people feel less threatened by the enormity of what they have to achieve? Yes, that could be a way to view it. But I also think that fear or fright of something can also accelerate uh, <laughs> your change. So I actually think that you, you need to be able to take it seriously. You need to be able to, as a company, to say, if we are to succeed you know, in the longer run, we also need to be able to, to incorporate this ever-changing environment that we're going to do our business in. And I think that that is, that is the real challenge. And I think it's, it's perhaps more a cultural thing. It's also about how you view your result. Mm. Because I think for many, many years, it's been a lot around short-term financial goals, which is still a really, really important success criteria for, for companies. Uh, but balancing that with a more longer view on how you can stay in the game, you can say. It's like there are no, you know, you, you, you don't just succeed if you are financially um, successful on the short run. You also need to be able to be relevant in the longer run. So how do you keep evolving yourself? And, it, it, you know, it's a strength on human beings to keep evolving themselves. But I think that if we put that into the mix, that wording of evolvement, that could be something that you could not lean back into, but uh, be eager about. Instead of being driven by the fear, you can be driven by the opportunity or the curiosity of what comes next and what should we adapt to. But of course, in, in, in large corporations, it's not an easy maneuver, especially due to the fact that it takes a little bit of time to change direction if you are a big entity, right? And I think that also challenges especially the decision-making processes in large corporations. How do you get that, you know, relational coordination, you can say, between a lot of entities that are distributed globally? And, and how do you make it easy to understand and grasp all the small changes that happens in a company and make all the different entities best possibly support that, adapt that, and drive in the same direction? And how do you do that? How do you break down transformation into these kind of more tangible chunks? Maybe it's not just tangible chunks it's all about. It's also about being able to grasp a lot of different changes going on at the same time and not see one program, one strategy that takes us. Of course, you should have a vision and, 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 and a direction to what you do. But, but instead of looking at it as one program, you could say, for the whole company, it's also about allowing innovation to happen or change to happen or evolution to happen in all the different areas, both at the core, at the incremental, but also at the radical uh, level in your company. And I think the tangible chunks is perhaps more about enabling that kind of different innovation across your company and then having that as a focus for the top management. The C-level uh, should be extremely focused, as I see it, on, on how to incorporate all those different elements and opportunities that, you know, surfaces from a, an organization that you can say have this kind of headless transformation. I think that viewing it as a more bespoke solution for a single company might be what it 
needs instead of having the notion that every company should change in the same way. So I think it, it's a lot about embracing that change is necessary and also at the speed that is needed for adapting to the context around. So then let's move on to this concept of transformation consulting. So the service that we offer, that, that just sets us up to then talk about how we position Valtic Future Studio, what that is and what the need is for Valtic Future Studio. Can you just explain to us a little bit about the transformation consulting business unit, how that operates, how that works? Sure. Going back to this reality of our, our customers' businesses that is changing at such a rapid pace, which is not at least due to the accelerated development technology and the requirement of a continuous focus on optimization, adaptation and innovation, as well as this continuous scouting for changes in human behaviors and emerging technology. And the fact that, you know, for most companies, this is a real change to ensure that focus while operating their current business, as I said before. And, and with Transformation Consulting, our focus is to explore and evaluate and drive business opportunities together with our clients. And we do that by applying a mix of tried and tested methods that we can facilitate. We apply our constant curiosity because we are, you know, in a position where we can scout what is happening out there in the world, especially driven by change agent of technology. And we also, you know, have deep knowledge in the digital world. And, and we use that to identify opportunities, problem solvers, or, or point in towards solutions that can be uh, applied to evolve these companies uh, that we work with our clients. So you can say briefly outlined, we help our customers in three categories of transformation. The first one is called business design, where we help our customers identify and establish uh, new growth opportunities and, and business models in a digital world. And, and the second category, which is extremely important to, to get this vehicle moving, is, is also around uh, what we call people and organizational transformation, where the focus is more on optimizing and changing our customers' capability and the operating model which they uh, which they drive uh, their business through. And the third one is the product and service innovation, where we base on market-driven business cases and, and really rooted in insights about the end user and technology development supports and accelerates our customers' innovation. And, and it's in that third category that we have now applied a new sort of layer, you can say, which we have labeled uh, Valtech Future Studio. And if I should explain Valtech Future Studio in short, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's more like we've framed it as a future-shaping engine that helps our clients create preferable or desirable futures that are sustainable, circular, personalized, and disruptive. And we do that because, you know, we don't have a crystal ball. Nobody has a crystal ball. But what we do know, and I think that's quite, you know, uh, a knowledge that everybody can not do, and we do know that the, the world needs to be more sustainable and circular in the future, right? And, and the world also, you know, brands need to be even more personalized than they are today. And we know that emerging technology can help solve some of these problems. And we also know that innovation can only happen and success can only be real if you put humans in the center of everything you do. And with that knowledge, we have established this new label called Valtic Studio. And we did it mainly because we found that our clients were in, in sort of desperate need for such, such an engine, this, this future shaping engine, because there are things that are lacking 
for all the natural reasons you can say in a, in a large corporate setting, and that's things like the capability to collaborate in a very very distributed large huge organization. We have silos being built, we have sub-optimizations happening. I think everybody working in a corporate setting can adapt to that reality that you are you're trying to navigate in. Although you have all the right intentions, it's really, really hard to get the right conversation across and coordination across the different silos of a company to happen. Another thing is that, you know, the curiosity or, or the outlook into the future is also especially on emerging technology, it's hard to keep up with the changes that is happening there when you're driving a business that is focused on something totally different. And the third thing we've also heard is that investing in especially that is quite difficult to, to you know, carve out of your budget. The investment in, in exploring how emerging technology can help solve some of the, of the problems you have or even open up for new opportunities. Uh, that is actually also something that's lacking. And and for us, it was all about how can we put our capabilities forward and help that in our client setting? What kind of framework can we put in place to support that acceleration of innovation with our clients? And Tina, how does it actually work? So, I mean, I have a little bit of background about Valtip Future Studio, but for mm. the people listening, maybe you could describe a bit more about the structure, sure. the engagements. Sure. It's very important to see that Valtech Future Studio is not a separate business unit as such. It's much more a new way of bringing forward our capabilities to support and accelerate this innovation happening at clients and exploring of the future. Valtech Future Studio drives value in two different ways. One is that we do research and development ahead of client demand. So we actually invest prior to our client demands and we can infuse that research and development into our client innovational efforts. And the way we do that is uh, that we, we tap our global network, not only our, our own global network, but also our partners and clients' knowledge and do research on specific uh, business challenges. And that research leads us to develop POCs on specific emerging technologies that can be put into play to either uh, accelerate opportunities within a specific business challenge or help solve some of those. And that combination of research, tapping into our own global network of, of subject matter experts and principal consultants and applying or developing POCs that can be put into play, which are all open source, that is one way of driving uh, value uh, with Valtech Studio because all of what we do can be adapted uh, and used by, by our clients. When we drive our research and development of POCs, we do it with a specific focus in a specific time period. And we invite our clients to be part of that. So it's like exploring how a specific business challenge, like you know the future of customer engagement, which is, which is our current focus, within a range, a relevant range of, of industries, in this case, mainly retail, uh, business to uh, consumer, oriented retail, what is happening there? What are the future trends that we are spotting out there? And then we, with those future trends, uh, which has been you know, supported by the knowledge that our clients have alongside the huge amount of research that is out there, which we curate, you can say, and, and put into play and bring on a filter of our own expertise and knowledge, we built these POCs. And those are all open for grasp for our clients. They can use it 
by themselves if they're able to do that, or they can be part of the conversation. What we really want to do is create this open source community on that part where you, you can join the conversation, you can join with your knowledge. And we do that because we think that this kind of collective consciousness around something is actually what can help us see what's in this, the crystal ball, and, and what's at the horizon, and what can be tangible and, and, and relevant for a company to pursue further. That's the one way we, we, we bring value with our business. The other way we bring value is that we've actually defined and created different ways to do these explorations. That's what we call applied innovation. And when we talk about applied innovation, we have packaged ways of doing that, ways of exploring that into you know different kinds of packages that can support different kinds of problems or explorations. Like we have file innovation package that is the around ideate. So and that is what we call a future spark, you can say. It's generating a lot of ideas on a specific business challenge for a specific client in a very, very short period of time, up to a more long-term creating a vision for something specific or in a specific client context, which is also a package, you can say, offering that we have uh, we've created. And we've done that by taking in the variety of experts and knowledge and capability from a Valtic setting, that being designers, future technologists, business designers. Uh, and we have then brought on a specific view on how we do radical collaboration. So we know what to do every day in, a, in an eight-week period of, of applying this uh, innovation program to a specific time problem or, or challenge that they, they want to explore further. And having that exploration at speed, which is packaged, we think is creating a unique opportunity for our clients to actually both infuse knowledge and innovation that has been done ahead of their demand into their own further exploration of an opportunity. So that's the essence of, of value creation. So what we can do now is we can tap into our global network and apply is exactly what is necessary to do this exploration quite quickly, you can say, or at the right speed, but also with the right kind of, uh, of perspective, the holistic perspective of this. And I think what you could say is that it's like an acceleration team that brings on both the methodology and the process and the facilitation of it as alongside the expertise that is needed, which is not always something that is present in a corporate setting for a certain time. And for someone who's listening to this, wondering how they can benefit from the findings of the Valtech Future Studio, how would they engage with us? How should they get in touch with us if they're interested in this kind of work? I think there, there are many ways, actually. We do have a website for Valtech Future Studio, and you can engage with, with us there. You can subscribe, being part of these storms that will happen at a continuous flow. But you can also uh, contact your local account manager in your country. It's not like you have to engage with Baltic Future Studio specific people because everybody in Baltic is, is, is part of Baltic Future Studio. What we do is that we have a, a specific unit, you can say, that's the unit I'm part of, that will support your local account manager or your local Valtech uh, team with the right capabilities to do these um, exploration or applied innovation sessions and also bring you on to, you know, how do you best interact with the next future storm or what's, what's come out of the current future storm that we're currently exploring. So 
I think the best way is to approach your local Baltic representative that you are already in, in, in contact with and have them guide you to, uh, to how Baltic Beauty Studio can help accelerate uh, your innovation. Thanks, Tina. And do you think this is something that David Bowie would be interested in being a part of? I think so. Oh, yeah. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I actually think it's, it's all about making sure that you have these different perspectives, that you're able to apply an outside-in perspective also on what you're doing, that you're able to infuse knowledge about human behaviors and human, you know, behavioral economics and design. It's not predicting anything. It's more like projecting. Uh, what is the signals that we we see today that can lead to trends tomorrow? And I think that's the whole mechanism of, of a storm is that taking a specific lens on and viewing what is happening in the world and, and bringing on these signals and offering them into the mix of what a client already knows about. You know, they have the in-depth knowledge of, of, of their business and, and their market and their industry. And making sure that those knowledge tools, you can say, are uh, brought into the mix when we talk about how to contextual bespoke change best in a specific setting as a client is exactly what these applied innovation offerings can do. Baltic Studio Studio is, is a new initiative, right? But we already see a lot of not only interest, but actually we have quite a few current engagements around exploring. And, and just to give a few examples, not going into any cases that start, but, but it's exploring things like the opportunities with blockchain in a luxury good context. How can that new technology be applied and, and create opportunities in a specific industry? It's also, you know, like exploring how non-fungible tokens can be used as a membership and loyalty driver. Also, perhaps in a specific industry, it could be the travel and hospitality industry. And, and we also were currently driving, you know, the exploration of the opportunities of delivering out-of-home experiences for a brand that's normally an in-home brand. And, and this is not only about product and services uh, when you talk about innovation, because the thing around pointing at solutions, like I was talking about in transformation consulting, this is also part of Baltic Future Studio, right? Because one of the things that we've been working on is also driving vision. Uh, I mean, a lot of, let's just say, business-to-business companies are also exploring how to or should they enter a direct-to-consumer setting. Is, is that something that's the next step for them? And, and defining a vision for, let's just say, adding direct-to-consumer e-commerce uh, into a global uh, wholesale brand is also something that we support in our applied innovation package. And just to say, we have done these packages, that's fine, but it's, of course, as I think I underlined in the beginning of this podcast, that it, it's all about making something contextual because it's not like one size fits all. It's more like figuring out how can we best accelerate change in a specific client context. And I think that is exactly what we can do when we've packaged these ways of applying innovation to a company. It's more around the facilitation. It's more around uh, making sure that there is this radical collaboration, infusing all the different perspectives into a, uh, that is needed to actually be able to look at into the horizon and see the opportunity. 
Tina, thank you so much for taking us through that. Super exciting what's happening with Altec Future Studio. And I know that uh, there's lots more information to come and lots of exciting launches and uh, other things to happen uh, in the in the coming months. So lots going on. Thank you so much for taking us through that. It's always a pleasure to speak to you. Yeah, you're welcome, Vicky. Thanks a lot. Thanks for listening to the latest episode from Valtech Cafe. You can find out more about the Valtech Future Studio and the amazing work they're doing to bring together pioneering research and insights, strategic planning, human-centered design and emerging technology in an innovative way that transforms businesses at futurestudio.valtech.com. We've got a great lineup of Valtech Cafe content set to come your way this year, So make sure you subscribe to get the latest digital insights straight to your favorite channel. Until next time, thanks for listening.